Welcome, everybody, to an episode of The Grindhouse, another goddamn horror podcast presents. This is for our Patreon listeners. This episode's actually going to be available to everybody, so we can sweeten it up for you a little bit just to let you know what we do over on the Patreon. Uh, tonight's episode is going to be really awesome. Um, I got a good friend of mine, filmmaker, comic, actor, uh, and we're talking about a fucking wild movie uh, today. So uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, but first, before anything else, uh, my guest today, Perry Strong. What's up, man? What's up, brother? Thanks for having me. Definitely. Happy to have you. So uh, <laughs> this fucking movie, man. <laughs> so it's funny. Last week, the last episode I did, I did about X uh, with another comic friend of mine, uh, Billy yeah. Anderson. Right. I liked I liked X. Yeah, and X was solid. And this was also another thing. One of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is because not only were you like live messaging me this uh, shit when you were watching this movie. So first off, I knew right there. I was like, oh, shit, this is exciting because Perry doesn't fuck with horror too much. Like, it's not, it's not your genre. It really is. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, it's like I feel like for me, it was like I, you know, I mean, I was a kid when like fucking The Exorcist came out and my dad that fucking piece of shit. I love him. But uh, he took me to see John Carpenter's The Thing oh, the, like, the, the night it came out. I must have been five. I was going to say you had to be young. I had to fuck you up, bro. Listen, let me tell you something. When that fucking when that when the head drips down to the ground and becomes a spider and crawls the fuck off. <laughs> I, I listen. I lost it for like a month. I wasn't OK for a month, but then yeah. I was never really scared again. Like that was it. Like I actually saw real killings after that and was like, ah. Like that is it's shit. Not, <laughs> it's not that that ain't a spider dripping onto the ground and crawling away like a spider. Nigga. That's crazy. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah but dude. this last move, this the sat dude, I was screaming through the sadness like a bitch. It's so good. <laughs> so here's the thing. Like, first off, everybody, if you haven't heard, heard the grindhouse before, uh, this is an offshoot of our regular show, another goddamn horror podcast. And what we do on this is we deep dive into a movie. Uh, so we spoil the shit out of it. So if you haven't seen it, <laughs> which is very possible that you haven't seen it yet, um, it's coming out on Shutter on May 12th, I believe. Um, so we got to see a nice little advanced copy of that because I do work with the people over at Shutter and they fucking rule. Yep. Uh, so we got to see that and uh, we're going to talk about everything. And there is a lot. This movie is fucking wild. Oh, um, God. You know, I it's, kinda, it. it's funny because the zombie like the zombie genre. So first, let's talk about what the movie is. Mm -hmm. It's a Thai, It's a Taiwanese film. Mm -hmm. and directed direct by a Canadian, right? It's a Canadian guy, right? Yeah, it's directed by a Canadian guy. But here's the thing: it's his first fucking movie. This is his first feature film. Okay, this, is, this motherfucker's amazing. He's yeah. amazing. So his name is Rob. I, I I think his last name is pronounced Jabaz. It's J A B B A Z. Right. Um, but he has done a bunch of like you know short films and stuff like that. But this is his first full length movie. So I want to throw something out there in the very beginning. This is technically an indie film because mm -hmm. it's a lower budget film. It's not a, like a big major budget film. He did crowdfunding on it. He did a lot of stuff to get this movie off the ground and stuff. But the thing about it that's crazy is that it looks like a fucking Hollywood blockbuster. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the exit. Listen, there you know, I'm an asshole. You and me talk about movies all the time. And I'm really just a, such a critic. There's no, there's nothing you can't really say. This is a home fucking run. This movie, I, it just it keeps hitting and it never stops. Like I think what I wrote to you, I was like, 
So it's like, you know, everyone says that like some of the best horror or the best zombie shit ever is Dawn of the Dead, Dawn of the uh, Dawn of the Dead by Zack Schneider, that first 15 minutes. Yeah. You know, and this whole movie is that is that (laughs) what better? But it's fucking two hours of like your fucking you make your butthole pucker up. And I, 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 dude, I'm so blown away as just as a filmmaker, like fuck, fuck the genre. It's yeah. such, it's, it's amazing. It's an amazing film. What the fuck still? I can't believe it. Yeah. And that's one of the things that was interesting about the movie, because if you look at the zombie genre, you have the zombie subgenre of horror. You got like two different like schools of thought when it comes to that. You've got like the slow brooding zombies that like everybody can't like fell in love with, with Night of the Living Dead, like the OGs, mm-hmm. the classics, you know? Right. So you got those ones that are just moving forward, want to eat brains. That's like their whole <laughs> fucking thing. You know, put a couple treadmills in front of you and you fucking beat these zombies. You know, like it's fucking, it's not, it's nothing. <laughs> then you got like the ones that are from the Zack Snyder uh, quote unquote universe where these motherfuckers are sprinting. The runners. Like, you yeah, got the runners. Track stars. All right. It's basically um, like, what was that movie? Uh, fuck. Uh, the, uh, the movie where they were really racist. They kept referring to him as the skinnies. Uh, Tom Sizemore. Um, <laughs> The Hornet's Nest. God damn it. The army movie. Um, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I, I mean, it's, it's, it's just yeah, it's just it's one of those great. But it's like it's great, but you only really never need to see it once. But it's just sure. like it is. I mean, dude, this is the one. This is it. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's just it's, it's they're so fast and so scary. That movie's scary. Dude. Right. And they're so like you have the Dawn of the Dead school of thought where it's like they're they're very mobile. They're very like they're psychotic. They're fucking like doing actual things aside from just you know walking around being zombies like they're tackling your ass to the ground and eating your face like these are terrifying zombies so now they're talking they're these ones talk and they talk just shit sorry i don't mean yeah they're they're talking so like it's it's actually the smartest approach because it's it's the smartest approach to the zombie to the zombie genre because it's just like yo just what if everyone in the world just lost their fucking minds like there is no public trust everything everyone's fair game and it's anything you can imagine happening at any moment god it's and this is this no no this is this is why i wanted you to have uh have you on the show to talk about this because i know a couple of people that have seen it and all of them have been just blown their mind you know yep and so here's the other thing about it is uh something to point out at the beginning of this they're zombies, but they're zombies in the sense of like 28 days later or mm-hmm. like the crazies. Right. So they're zombies in that sense, as in they're psychotic and they have a rage virus. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're not the traditional quote unquote undead zombies. Right. But they have the rage virus. They want to eat people. They want to do all the things that zombies do, but they also want to fuck. They want to fuck like crazy. They like, raping. They're like, dude, fucking is being nice. They're these niggas. Are, these niggas are raping. No, they're, that's straight up what it is. It's just yeah, like pure. Are we, are we allowed rape, to rape say Are we allowed to say? I mean, no, this, I mean, it's a, it's a movie. I, I mean, that yeah. would be weird if we couldn't say that these zombies are out raping people when that is in fact exactly <laughs> what they're doing. It's like Yo, no, the, they're the they're making world. forcible love. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that one of the zombies consensually fuck somebody's eye socket. That was oh, for sure rape. Is what so, that was. Oh God, it's so bad and so good. God damn it! They just keep it. They 
you know, I remember specifically messaging you like, why did he have to fuck that chick's eye socket? Why? <laughs> you were just like, because it fucking rules. And, <laughs> you know, the funny thing is that like most of the time you'd be like, does it fucking rule in this movie? It does because it makes it makes what was happening that much more brutal but also you don't see the zombie dude fuck this chick's eye socket like it happens off screen and you just hear her right which by the way that is a terrifying sound to hear somebody fucking scream through getting literally skull fucked into you know zombie death or whatever it was like a spoon going mixing yogurt uh, yeah it just uh, <laughs> it was <laughs> it was that and then also the the fucking zombie that she turns into from this dude doing that holy shit she's great. one of the gnarliest ones there is yeah she's great she's dude. using a fucking bone saw and just like tearing people apart dude yeah the, we've gotten so oh. far away from the beginning of this movie though <laughs> i know <laughs> i know we're sorry we're, I, yeah i'll we'll just, we'll just that's the thing it's just chronologically we will not be doing that on this this is there's too much happening to go in chronological order of this yeah this movie and this is 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 you know this movie is actually like going out it's like a part it's like a rate it's just it's an event man and it, i watched it at my i watched it at the house it was just like I get too excited about it. I feel like we're talking about drugs or something. Right. Could you imagine seeing this in a theater full of people? Like dude, I would love I you know what? I hope if there is, dude, if that's that that's the date would that's the date we should make. Like if this screens, yeah, or when this screens, we should go see it just to sit in the back, all the way in the back, just to see the audience. Just to watch howl. It. Yeah. I was watching this shit with a homegirl, and dude, I was squeezing her arm. The- like just going, ah! that was, yeah. that's, I mean, it's, yo, oh if you, God. if you got laid that night, you have to marry that person. Like straight <laughs> up. <laughs> it's not even, you had to like, it's not even a fucking question at that point. I think it's funny. I wanted to talk to the actual director. I've reached out to him and he is for sure willing to come on and talk about the movie. That's um, awesome. But he's just, you know, obviously very busy because it's about to release and stuff like that. Right. So that's going to be a thing that happens later on, but, I would be willing to put money on it that they would screen it at like uh, Nighthawk or something like that. Oh, for sure. Nighthawk you know, one, of, one of the yep. one of the boutique theaters, especially Nighthawk, though, because they really fuck with horror. Um, no, and depending, you know, depending you know on I, who the distribution is, too, they yeah. might be able to do it somewhere else. Right. Well, you know what? This is the thing. I, I got ties to Nighthawk. I'm going to call over. I'm going to see. We're going to see. Yo. Let's see. We'll see if they if, if we can find find a way to help make it happen, because Dude, that there's, one. There's no better midnight movie. Like that is a yeah. movie that you should watch with a fucking wild group of people and just watch the reactions like that. Like I know when people do movies and stuff like that, that paranormal activity and shit where they watch people freak out and jump scare and stuff. Right. This is a movie where you film the audience. Yeah, the whole absolutely. Time. Absolutely. Whole absolutely. Time. It's oh, my God. So I want like just to just to put it out in the beginning. What the movie is about is a couple that in the beginning they're doing their couple thing you know they wake up together they have their coffee they get to you know getting ready to go to work and shit and that's what separates them Mm -hmm. so one of them is going to one end of taipei the other one's going over to the other end of taipei and then once all the shit hits the fan it really just is a movie about them trying to find each other and get through Mm -hmm. all the carnage to get to each other but there's little things that happen in that first 15 minutes or so 15 20 minutes mm-hmm. that give you like the signals that some shit's about to go down 
So you see like the the crazy chick with blood on her chest that's over on the balcony. Right. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that shit right there. That's what gives just it's just like just like the just just like like teaser. Quiet. Yeah, just a little yeah. teaser. And then the neighbor, the yep. neighbor. Oh yep. my god, that nigga's such a creep. He's all sweating. You're like, yeah, this guy is he's He's got Super creepy. He's got he's got that he's got that COVID, bro. He's got it. He's got it. It's dripping. It's dripping oh, down. You got to make it even scarier now because it's COVID zombies. Um, it COVID. <laughs> dude, it's, it's totally then, COVID. The way they ca- like the, like uh, the stuff on the television where they're like, well, you know, this is the, we're discussing the virus and the virus is running rampant. And we, we think it's this. And one guy's actually, yo, motherfucker, this shit's about to pop. And then that's like then they stop paying attention, you know? Yeah, it was filmed during the pandemic. So that's why you see a lot of people wearing masks and shit. I I don't know. Maybe it's just because it's in Taiwan or something. Maybe they just fucking wear masks all the time. I've seen that. Yeah, they they rock them all the time. Yes. You got people masked up. You got the whole pandemic talk. So you got that whole thing on top of it. But then the dude goes into a restaurant to like (laughs) pick up a fucking delivery or something. And then he turns around and that bitch from earlier has a French fried face. Like, like skin literally bubbling off of her face. Oh, and that's when. So that that at that point, that's when I was immediately sold on the practical effects. Yeah, because beautiful. Yeah, she's peeling this just melting, bubbling skin off of her face, which obviously with makeup that could look like shit. Like that could look really bad, you know, at certain Mm -hmm. points. But the whole time it doesn't like the whole time it is properly gnarly like, whoever yeah whoever did the special whoever the special effects soup on that is in the makeup suit like they they like and i have a feeling i mean they probably had some stuff that looked bad and then they just cut it you know like that's they might have yeah. yeah but like what remained in that film everything looks uh for lack of a better word delicious it's, it it's disgusting but it's delicious holy shit I'm a I'm a big practical effects junkie. Like over on yep. another over on AGHP, we've had um we've had Gabe Bartolas on there, who's a legendary visual effects dude. We've had Brian Usna from Beyond Reanimator, the director Amazing. of that. Amazing. Like we've had people on that are like heavy hitters. Jason Baker from uh, Tom Savini Studios, he's been on there. Nice. Like p- these people that know effects and like we they know like what kind of a love we have for practical effects. This movie from beginning to end was jaw dropping on the effects aspect of it. Like I've seen some bloody horror movies. Like right. when I say bloody, I mean literally just blood. Like there's a movie out that's on Shutter that's a revenge horror movie that's literally called Revenge. And mm. it's from like the whole rape revenge subgenre, but it's done in a way that's actually really dope. It's done um it's a female director but she actually had to get extra she had to stop filming so that she could get more blood for the set wow because of how much blood she was using during a couple of scenes <laughs> like it dude it was fucking wild like the last i would say the last 15 minutes of that movie is some of the bloodiest um horror cinema that i've seen that's not like a monster movie one what's this movie based. called again i'm sorry what is it called it's called revenge all right revenge i'm gonna, I'm gonna look let me put it on the watch list it's on shutter and it's a fantastic movie um the uh, the director i na- i think her name is Coraline uh fargo she's french um okay. 
definitely like from kind of like the French extremism type of subgenre of horror, but it's not like it's not one of those ones that's goes over the top on most of the brutality. But then when it does, like when it turns it up to a thousand, it right. makes it count. Whereas with the sadness, it's turned up to a thousand the whole fucking time. It never stops. It and never it works so well. Like I thought it would be overkill. Honestly, I thought right. it would be overkill. And I thought it would be sensory overload or whatever. Absolutely fucking not. It worked oh. perfectly. Oh God, I I will say this: that director, man, God, I want to, I, I want to be like. It's so good that like as an actor, I'm like, I want to be in. I mean, you know, I want to be. I'll, I'll be in anything he makes. I would love to be in like a not horror filming because he's just he's great. It's yeah. great. It's such. It's a filmmaker's triumph. That's why I love this film. I sure I love the you know the the guts and the zombies and the speed and the and the and the fear. But it's like it's so, it's such a badass movie and it's a badass indie movie. You're right. Yeah, and I was looking into that. I was thinking to myself like when I was watching this movie, I'm like, there's no way this is a small budget film. Like there's no way because the cinematography on it, the direction on it, the even something as simple as the sound editing mm-hmm. and like the coloring on it is fucking perfect yep like for what it's trying to get across you know how sometimes with a horror film you have like you'll have the blood look like not even like stage blood it'll right. look way the fuck worse it'll be like that looks like paint like you know, like what the fuck is happening? <laughs> right 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 um yeah. like i remember when i saw the snoop dogg horror movie bones that one made me laugh only because like obviously it's a snoop dogg horror film so i'm expecting to laugh a little bit here and there Right. But there was a part in that movie where he stabs the pool table in like some sort of a nightmare sequence and the blood that comes out of it. I shit you not. Looks like he just walked into a paint store and was like, give me something that kind of looks like blood. Like, oh, <laughs> it was just I laughed at. It. I was like, that's fucking paint like that. That's like fourth grade art project paint. That's not I even mean, close to blood. Yeah, there's some bad. See, you know, and, and I think that's why I have like a little bit of a disconnect from the genre, because it's like. I mean, look, the sadness, there's nothing better than that. I, I do love Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder. I, lo- I like when it's done like fucking hot, but that's the thing. Hard, that's there's a, that whole click, that whole, you know, bunch of, of uh, horror movies where it's like, yeah, they I mean, I get they're working with nothing. You know, sure. you're like, you're like, I'm like, all right, listen, you know me, I've, I've made, I, you know, I, I've made a few short films. You know, I'm spending two hundred dollars, you know what I'm saying? I right, get right. It. But that's why I uh, shit. I wouldn't even try to make a horror movie if I didn't have a proper blood budget. Like I just couldn't. I'd be embarrassed. Sure, and I think that's very true when it comes to blood, especially when you're looking at a horror movie. Like if that's going to be a thing in your movie, like if you're going to be having blood be showing up, you know, for the kill scenes or whatever, mm-hmm. like it should look at least decent. Like so, like with horror in general, there's always the suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. But if you have that like really shitty looking blood, it's, then it yeah. takes you completely out of it, and it's just like, all right, this fucking this doesn't even feel feel like a school project at this point. Yeah, that's the truth. You're like, oh, yeah, you're, this is you know, I'm watching orange blood. You're like, what the fuck is this? Is uh... it's like you couldn't even get corn syrup, just fucking corn syrup. Like they they probably had you fucking make corn syrup i'm sure for cheap you, like you, you can make some shit ass blood and listen i mean i know it's unsanitary i would actually go get some fucking i'll go get some goddamn cow's blood if i really gotta get fucking gangster i know that's disgusting but i, I i've totally seen directors do that there's this is kind of funny too so i will a uh, little side thing here there was the um the film series wrong turn mm. so 
the first one that came out like uh, fuck i don't know like 15 years ago um it was fine for what it was it was just you know people getting off the beaten path and encountering cannibal family very much like you know texas chainsaw massacre type shit right Uh, and it was fine and then there was a bunch of sequels and all of them were dog shit every single one um but like the second one was like okay and i think it had like henry rollins in it and it was fine for what it was you know direct to dvd type of thing right and then everyone after that got progressively worse but there was one thing about the second one that they did that was it was the opening effect in the movie so it was a woman that's driving down the highway you know she runs over one of the traps that's set by the cannibals she gets out of the car and the cannibal dude hits her with uh hits her with an axe and cuts Mm -hmm. her straight down the middle right and the visual effect that it was is you don't see him cut her in half what you see is you hear the thwap and then you hear like the the wet noises you yeah. know yep and then both sides of her body fall to one side or to each side right. and all the guts and everything fall out onto the floor so you see all the guts falling out onto the floor and the realism was on point like it really looked good mm. so i saw a video where they were talking to the director of that movie and they were like how did you do that he was like oh i straight up went and got uh pig guts from you know like from a butcher he was yep. like that was all that was all real guts Yep. And they were like, oh, like, you know, he goes, he goes, nobody had to touch it. Like, you know, she was a dummy, but he was like, it was fucking, yeah, it was pig guts, pig guts and pig blood. That's the thing. If you can't afford the hot, hot, you better do that. And I love that you brought up wrong turn. I'm sitting here. I haven't seen it, but I wish I had because I like the douche coup. She's in there. Uh, The first one's good with her. Yeah, she she does good in the first one. So I like it. So I love these. I love like. I love these movies. I get like, you know, seven different sequels. So it's like it starts strong on IMD. I'm all about IMDb uh, scores, even though like sure. some of them are purchased, but a lot of them aren't. They're actually pretty goddamn accurate. So, you know, Wrong Turn starts with a nice 6.1 and then you go to it. Oh, yeah, that drops down to a 5.4. Yep. <laughs> and then it drops down to a 4.6. Oh, yeah. Oh, it keeps God. going down. Oh, wait, hold on. 4.5. Uh, let's see, four point four point one. That's fucking dog shit. Hold on, and and the last resort, number six. Ooh, oh, okay, was, four eight. Was... It it couldn't get lower than four point one. Uh, you know. Yeah. So then they did a remake of Wrong Turn and made the movie completely different, which is actually kind of it was kind of okay because I think you would actually dig the remake a lot more than you mm. would have dug any of the other ones. Right. Because the remake takes it away from the whole cannibal family thing. And mm-hmm. it turns it into a um, like a convent of people that live up in the mountains and have like their own civilization, their own religion, their own everything. Mm. And these dumb fucking kids go up to the mountains and accidentally kill one of the members of this, you know, tribe or whatever you want to call them cult. Yeah. It's really what it is. Right. They accidentally kill a member of it and then shit hits the fan. So it's no longer this cannibal movie. It is straight up like a survival film. Right. And it's, done pretty fucking well like you know good acting really good effects for when they are like and when the deaths do happen they are gnarly like they're very good i'll check it out it's it's not it's not doing too hot on the old imdb but we'll see it's got uh it's got a 5.5 i'm actually surprised but you never horror horror and comedy are not rated well just in general you know that's that's you know to get respect in those genres you really 
Yeah, I mean, it has to be like this. It has to be the sadness. It has to be undeniable. So, okay, so since you're on IMDb, just just for like purposes of checking to see what IMDb says about um, a quote-unquote good horror film, mm-hmm. what is the rating on Midsummer and Hereditary? All right, Midsummer is coming in at... And I, I will be honest, I know people listening will probably get mad. I'm not a fan of Midsummer. I, I love Swedish women, but I don't like... Uh, What's going on? This shit is I hope crazy. You, I hope, I but hope you don't love those Swedish women. They'll fucking kill you. I mean, I like a little danger in my dating. Uh, <laughs> here we go. Uh, Midsummer, 7.1. I mean, okay. it, yeah, it's and, and the same guy directed Hereditary, uh, Hereditary right? Yeah, Ari and, Aster. Yeah, and 7.3. Okay. So, th- okay, that actually gives me a good barometer because those two movies are put at, like, th- some of the highest levels of horror fans. Yeah. They really are. Um, uh, yeah, of horror fans films. So if IMDb is taking movies and, you know, showing movies that are like top tier horror fan films and putting it at about a seven, I'm not going to scoff too hard at a 5.5 for the wrong turn remake because right. it's a fucking wrong turn remake. So, you know, <laughs> like it would be weird if it was like this is an 8.5. I don't know what happened. Um so yeah, that, that gives me a good barometer. So the thing is about the sadness is that this movie came out. I want to say it was filmed two years ago. Right. Yep. I that's say, right. Yeah, yeah. I think it was filmed two years ago, pretty much right at the beginning of the pandemic. And the director did crowdfunding. He did a lot of stuff to get the, you know, the money together to make this movie. And then for whatever reason, nobody got to see it. Like it got shelved for different reasons, distribution problems. And then it started to like trickle out. And again, this is stuff that I'm just looking up because I didn't right, hear about right. the movie until you brought it up. Right. Um, and then, you know, reaching out to Shutter and like doing all that stuff. So awesome. like this, so this movie kind of had that trickle effect of people that would see it overseas and they would see it locally, you know, in like Taiwan and China and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then it started to hit the internet a little bit. And you started to get this undercurrent of people that are like, oh, shit. Like, I just saw this new zombie movie that's going to come out hopefully sometime. And then if you look at the director's uh, page that he has, he has like a Tumblr page that he's pretty much just kept going and going and going, um, Hmm. you know, to kind of give a play by play of what's been happening with the movie. And you can see that he's finally like he's happy He's like finally this movie is going to be on video on demand and streaming. Like fucking finally people are going to get to see it. Like he's, he's ecstatic that people are going to finally get to see this movie um, in mass, you know? Right. And also Raven banner, um, which is a fucking dope uh, company out of Canada. They're doing the Blu-ray release. That's what's up. Yeah. There's a Blu-ray special edition that I think is releasing right around the same time it's dropping on shutter. So if you're a home media fan, definitely go check out Raven Banner because I actually have, I want to say I have five or six of their special edition films Mm. Um, in my collection. I have The Autopsy of Jane Doe, which is a great movie. Um, Climax, which is a wild fucking movie. Um, That's one one of the movies from Gaspar Noe. Who did, oh uh, lord yeah he did irreversible oh yeah <laughs> i know the, I, those i know those yeah I that know was those. irreversible is one of those movies where somebody's like hey i want a movie that's gonna fuck me up i'm like do you want like a day fucked up or do you want like a week fucked up because i can give you <laughs> <laughs> i can give you something listen you go shit you go with i stand alone i mean come on right i mean holy shit and i the last one was i didn't like it the last one with the dance even though i was like it's, i love the last one he did because it's just like it's it's like 
this trailer of dancing. It's really a great choreography, all that. But then it just turns into his crazy shit. And you're just like, oh, fuck, you got me here. I thought you were, you know, I was just it just it was like this, it was a cool dancing thing. I'm, yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm and I'm not even that big into that. But I was like, oh, I like what oh, this is interesting. He's doing something different. And then it turns into his psychosis. And you're like, God damn it. Right, exactly. Uh, and so that is Climax. That's the movie that you're that I'm talking oh, about. Oh, that yeah, is yeah. Climax. Yeah. Holy shit. That movie. Yeah. I mean, that movie's yeah. a mind fuck. It's, it's so an absolute crazy. mind fuck. So crazy. Dude. I went and saw that movie at the Roxy over in Tribeca. Okay. Because I went and saw it with one of my friends who was like, I wanted to see it. And they were like, I want to see a foreign movie. Like, you know, do you have anything in mind? And I was like, well, I've seen this movie and I think you'll probably like it. But you're probably also going to hate me a little bit at the right. end of it. <laughs> um, and that was exactly what it was. Because at the end of it, she was like, oh, that was a fucking beautiful movie. But also a kid took acid and got electrocuted to death because his mom locked him in a, an electrical closet. I, <laughs> I want to cry now. Like, I'm like yeah, about, Gaspar Noe does that. You know, he's like, I'm going to make something beautiful, but also I'm going to fuck up your entire week. That's it. We're going to hurt you. We're going to hurt your heart. And we're going to tell you a revenge film in the end. We're going to give you an ele- a, a 12 minute rape scene of the hottest woman on the planet. You're like, Jesus Christ, bro. Yeah, right, just- dude. Irreversible is one of those movies that like I've seen it. I've seen it once all the way through. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I tried to watch it with somebody else. And I was like, oh, yeah, now I remember. I don't want to sit this through this movie ever again. Like, it was, <laughs> I was Listen, like, now I remember. <laughs> it's, re- it's really damaging. But I will tell you, the one thing I always went back to look at was the fire extinguisher to the face. Yeah. Um, because it was. I mean, listen, we're at that point now, you know, digitally, we really can do, so, I mean, anything. And I, and, but that was the first time I saw violence and them using, you know, practice, like, you know, a, a, a fire extinguisher probably made of foam and they're smashing his face and then they move the camera so they can kind of degrade his face a little bit and pieces could be missing. It is the right. best looking face smashing I've ever seen. And it feels like you're never t- looking away from it. You know what I'm right. saying? And it, uh, yeah, I was like, fuck, I'm like this. I want to learn how to make this, you know? So that's what's really interesting about horror. And this will definitely go back to the sadness on this, too, because yeah. when it comes to practical effects, there's two schools of thought with it. You can either make it look as realistic as possible mm-hmm. or you're going to go the other direction and make it funny. Right. Like, so you have a movie like you're talking about with the fire extinguisher of the face. It is such a gnarly face smash. And that's one thing that Gaspar Noe is really good at is he's very good at putting violence to film and making it look or putting violence to screen yep. and making it look very visceral. Like he, like his movies are all about making you feel a certain emotion throughout the whole film. Most of the time it's a bad emotion, yep. uh, whether it's anger, <laughs> sadness, whatever. But when it comes to the violence that he puts on screen, it hits you to your core because it looks very real. Very real. Very, very real. So some of the movies that I watch for practical effects just for shits and grins because I like watching like makeup artists do their thing um, is uh, the series Hatchet from Adam Green. Yeah, dude, I, I did the fucking table read for the first Hatchet. I was the black guy. Oh, no shit. Well, there was only one. So <laughs> Oh, I thought there was going to be. I thought there was more than one. I, I think he made more movies, but it wasn't Hatchet. 
No, no, there was. Well, I take that back because they were in New Orleans, so there was a bunch of black people. But it depends. <laughs> it depends on what you were reading for. Because um, Tony Tony Todd was one of the ones that had a speaking part for sure. Because you're not going to put Tony Todd in a fucking movie and not make him speak, right? Um, so he was in there, and he was a he was a voodoo shaman, fucking of course. And uh, then there was a main black dude in the main group of people. Uh, who spoiler alert did not die first um, right. <laughs> and uh, actually funny enough Robert England died first in Hatchet um, I didn't know okay yeah, I never he, saw it I know after I did the table read and he didn't ask me to be in it I said fuck that nigga you know? for sure <laughs> <laughs> well it was just funny because uh, Robert England did a cameo in the very beginning of the movie and he's on a boat you know run fucking boating around the marshes of New Orleans like an asshole and he gets fucking killed. So in the very beginning, he's the first death, which is always fun. But that movie is a practical effects fucking extravaganza. But it's done in such an over-the-top comical way that you can watch it and, like, really root for the death scenes mm. because they're fun. Like, they're disgusting, but they're fun. Okay. Like, probably, I would say, my favorite kill scene in any, like, slasher type of a horror movie is in hatchet and it's a reverse bear trap so what? like when you hear reverse bear trap most people think of the saw movie where she's got that thing on her head right that's not what this is victor crowley who is the main bad guy in hatchet mm -hmm. uh runs up to this woman that's trying to run away from him a fat old white lady so she's running through the running through the new orleans marsh and she can't run very fast so he catches up to her and he grabs the top of her jaw in her mouth and he mm -hmm. grabs the bottom of her jaw and then he pulls her head in half like a bear trap oh nice so when he does it what ends up happening first off the way that the camera effect on this uh, is done is really cool so it starts at her face and then it does a circle camera motion all the way around her head when he's doing the pull so oh, you see shit. Yeah, so you see, like, you see it on the jawline, you see the cheeks, you see, like, the skin pull, you see, like, the everything. Like, he really showcases the practical effect of this kill. And then as soon as it happens, the part that's kind of like the, the comic relief of it or the thing that relieves your tension a little bit right, is that her tongue sticks straight up in the air <laughs> and then starts flopping around and just straight up aerosol squirting blood fucking everywhere. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, shit. Ah, okay, you got me. Like, right, right. You know, it, it turns out fun. <laughs> and then the rest of the movie is like that. So like all the other death scenes, like that happen throughout the entire series, there's four movies. So throughout the entire series, that's the way those deaths happen. Like they're so over the top, but because they're all practical effects, they, they look fucking awesome. They, there's zero CGI shit man what was the but was that a high that wasn't a high budget movie was no it? no none of them are none of the none of them are high budget they don't have any notable actors in them aside from horror icons you know like doing cameos and stuff and then they have danielle harris who is like she's a scream queen at this point wow so the last boy scout yeah so Holy like shit yeah so it's it's one of those movies that's not a super high budget um you know, and obviously as sequels go, the farther the sequels go on, the story is less and less and the more it is just about showcasing these kills. Right. Which is fine. Like if you go into a hatchet movie expecting some deep storyline, you're a dick and you need to not watch that movie. Like that's, that's not what you're going into that movie for. <laughs>
So going back to the sadness on this, all the kills on this, I think, are practical effects. I could not figure out one point during the whole movie that looked like CGI. No, not, not at one all. bit. Not at all. It all looked so goddamn good. It looked. It, yeah, Jesus. I don't. I mean, you know, they just they knew when to cut away. When they kept it on screen, I mean, shit, even when the bot when dude, when that body fucking j- hits the floor off the roof like that, when they get that first wave of fear. Oh, that part was fucking crazy. I mean, it's like it's really. You feel that ca- you feel them be surrounded by chaos like you cannot. You're like, holy shit. It's just being it just you're being enveloped in insanity. You look over there, body hits. You hear this car hits a person. This someone stabs somebody it's just it's it's all around you and they right. did such a good job of making it feel like you're surrounded that was one thing that was cool about the direction is because you have whoever like was doing the cinematography because here's the thing rob javaz he did the writing the directing um and he had another part in it as well um it wasn't producer like it was very hands-on mm-hmm. so he did a shitload of it but the way that they filmed it had this sort of found footage ish feel to it mm. you know what i mean when i say that where it had like kind of the shaky cam at certain points well yeah there's a yeah there's like it, it, they knew when to jump from like feeling like a cinematic moment versus a reality moment right it was very right. frantic when it needed to be yep. so when it wanted you to feel like you were in the middle of this just rage apocalypse it had the frantic camera work and the cuts and everything like that but they weren't jump cuts Mm-hmm. They were like as if a person's face was the camera and they were trying to run away from what was happening. So I don't know if it's that they used POV shots on that or if they used like how they did that because the camera work was phenomenal. Yeah. You know, and horror movies tend to have that problem where if you're trying to do something where you're trying to illustrate a frantic energy or like peril where somebody's running or that type of thing where there's a lot of chaos happening at the same time, they do too many jump cuts and it gives you like motion sickness almost, Mm -hmm. which is why a lot of people shit on the found footage genre because it's a lot of shaky cam. It's a lot of, you know, person holding a handy cam while they're running like that type of stuff. Right. So it makes people like gives them a headache and shit like that. Whereas with this one, the way that they did it was like controlled chaos. Absolutely. And it like, it's fucking brilliant. It's precision. It's, it's, it. it's, pre- it's, pre- it's very precise. Everything is very precise. And it's funny. I'm looking here as we're talking, you know, the visual effects guy, I think is from Canada too. I think that was, you know, but it's like, if you're looking cinematography was someone from Taiwan, casting director, Taiwan, assistant director. Uh, the entire cast is Taiwanese. Yeah. The entire cast is Taiwanese. I mean, I mean, there's not one American looking person on that whole fucking cast i'm pretty uh, yeah i'm i'm like i was like wow i'm like they i wonder what that cast is like you know it's like looking for you know these it's like y'all got to get wild you got to get some people had to get naked you know a bunch of people had to get naked they had a blood orgy in a hospital a blood orgy in a hospital bro it's (laughs) dude i i mean there's just so many moments you're like is this for real oh they went they they, he just they just knew how to keep up in the ante yeah you would not think that okay so this is kind of a thing when it comes to extreme cinema a lot of times they blow their load too early exactly on the movie yeah and the rest of the movie feels like not i wouldn't say a letdown but it's not up to up to snuff on that 
Um, which that's a fucked up term to use in this. Yeah, in this I know situation. that's actually but, pretty great. That's pretty great. <laughs> but like, so I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the most, one of the most talked about quote unquote extreme films that's out there is a Serbian film. Woo! A Serbian film is hilarious. Okay, it's insane. that's ins- it's an insane movie. I it like, is, it. I it like is, it. I it's like it. Insane movie, but it's fucking hilarious, and this is why. 20 minutes in, 25 minutes in, maybe the dude fucks a newborn. All right. So that's not funny. What's funny is the fact that they did that that early in the movie. (laughs) So nothing else. You have an hour left of movie, maybe a little bit more. What worse can you do? Like, you can't. I mean, well, here's the, here's the, I mean, they do get you with. They do get you with isn't isn't there a switch where they make him fuck his kid at the end? There, they they no, give him the, the rage boner drugs and then like he has to fuck he's fucking the kid to death or something. Isn't no, no. That- so like there's a point. Okay, so that's the ending of the movie. The ending of the movie uh is a switch where the director walks into the room and he looks down at the bed and sees the father and the son. And I don't know if it's like the daughter or somebody else, but it's the father and the son. Right. And the director looks at the guy holding the camera and says, start with the young one. So like at the end of the movie, Oof. they're just like, they're straight up. We're like, oh yeah, you don't get any reprieve. It's going to be gross to the very last second. Very last second. But yeah. the point of it is that like, so he, this newborn scene happens, which by the way, you don't actually see him do it. You just know the fact that he does it. Right. But then like the rest of the movie, like there's a part where he pulls a hood off of a body and it's like his fucking headless dead wife or something like that. It's like, all right, but also he fucked a newborn. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, like, is that fucked up? Yes, it is. But also 15 minutes ago, he fucked a newborn. Yeah. That, <laughs> right? Yeah. No, you're right. You can always goes back to that. It's like, yeah, you, you they, they should have saved that. You got to save that for the that should have been like the encore. The, that should have been the final thing before he was like, OK, well, now I can kill myself. Like, right. Yeah. <laughs> now that yeah. You put me through this. Oh, God. Um, other me. reason I bring up a Serbian film, though, is because that's the only other movie I've seen where somebody gets skull fucked to death because <laughs> that is also a part that is also a part that happens about 45 minutes into the movie where he fights a dude and then he jabs his eye out and then he fucking grabs the back of his head like a Muay Thai plume and just literally skull fucks this dude to death in the sadness there's (laughs) so in the sadness there's a scene first off the reason I brought up the whole blowing your load too early thing Mm -hmm. is because in the sadness they have the train scene the train scenes get yeah yo yo that right seat now that's the trailer if anyone goes and looks up the sadness the trailer on youtube the red i mean i don't know if there's a red i think it's only a red red band yeah yeah i mean it's it's basically you know the beginning of that scene and when i saw that trailer i was like yeah that's not really my genre but i'm going to see you know it's funny and i sent it to my home girl and she was like, when it, actually she came over and she was like, oh, yeah, did you get it? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we got a copy. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, that that trailer set it off. I mean, it's a great trailer. It's a great trailer. It, it lets you know. Trailer. Let you know. It lets you know. So that train scene is, I want to say, what, 20 minutes into the movie? Maybe 25 minutes? Like, yeah, it's not, right. yeah, yeah, it's not far into the movie. And it starts off like a regular, you know, kind of a horror movie train scene where there's some sketchy looking dudes here and there, you know. 
And then a dude gets stabbed in the neck and a volcano of blood Literal. shoots out of this dude's neck and just fucking covers everything. Everyone. Now everyone's got the fucking everyone's got the bug. Every, yeah. Every, yeah. That's the weird thing also, too, is like, like you can the bug can spread by uh, blood, saliva, um, by semen. pretty much any bodily fluid semen. That's right. You know, yeah, that's right. Definitely. Semen to the eyeball. Oh, man, um, that means the dude came inside of her head. Jesus Christ. That's fine. That, yeah, definitely. You know, you know, that's a that's a that's a strong finish. Yeah, he did. He had zero pullout game. Um, <laughs> ah! Oh, it, man, that dude. Now, that dude, I love him because like his introduction, like he ends up being, you know, the main, you know, I mean, obviously the whole the, your surroundings are the antagonist. He's the but- dude on the cover of the movie. He's right. the cover. Yeah, he's the but cover. He, he becomes he becomes the lead antagonist, you know, because he's after the girl, you know. Right. And but I love the shit he talks while he's walking after her. I love Wild. it. So, and I love that like it starts off with it. It's you know, especially in the world we live in now. He's like, he's, he's saying shit you can't say it, you know. He's just like she's like she gets mad and like he touches her. Which are you watching? You're like, oh, dude, don't touch her. But right, right. He, but then he has the breakdown that a lot of just random crazy dudes would have. You yeah. know, you're like, he's yeah, like, yeah. These bitches think they're better than everyone. And then it's just like, wow, the change is so dope. He has a yeah. good change. He has a good metamorph, like a good metamorphosis into, uh, you know, being being the 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 alpha 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 depraved creep whatever you want to call zombie right Um, and and that's something that i saw as a review line somebody said it's the most depraved zombie movie ever made yep and without a shadow of a doubt it is yep but here's one of the things that i liked about it um even more than just the fact that it was you know carnage and stuff like that the zombies had personalities yep you know like they had actual emotional range even outside of just the full rage thing mm-hmm. it was all shitty emotions there was not one good emotion but they did have emotional range and they had like not only just the shit talking they had actual conversations yep you know? absolutely absolutely i think and, it's going to change the zombie genre i think this i think once this is seen by you know the 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 horror audience that you know this is built for yeah I think this is going to change the zombie game where it's like, you know what, actually those mindless zombies, you can't really make that anymore. No. And I, I mean, I think that has its place for sure. And if you're doing like a throwback zombie movie to the old Romero stuff, Mm -hmm. like, sure, you can do that and you can make that a movie, but like there's been zombie movies that have come out relatively recently that uh, perfect example is the dead don't die. Mm. That was one that came out. That was a Jim Jarmusch movie. Was it good? Uh, I didn't see it. I I, I, didn't, I I personally fucking hated it, but that is not what the general, um, Consen- not what yeah. the general consensus is. I didn't like it because I thought it was extremely boring. Right. But it's also a, it's also a Jim Jarmusch movie. That's so, what he does. He's yeah. Does so like, yeah. Yeah. You kind of gotta go into it knowing that that's the flavor that you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. And if you're into his movies, it's a great movie. I just am not. I'm not a fan of his type of filmmaking, so it yeah. fell flat for me. But that one is another slow zombie movie. And then you have movies that most of the time, if you ever have zombie movies where they're like wild zombies, right? Aside from that Dawn of the Dead remake, any other ones are comedies, right? So you got Shaun of the Dead, you got Zombieland one and two, which Zombieland is a fucking great movie. It's fun. It They're is both fun. fun. Are two, is two good? I don't think I fucked with two. 
two was solid. Like oh, okay. for, especially for a sequel, it was right. fucking really good for a sequel. Standalone, it wasn't as good as the first one, but it was fucking still fun. Um, watching? Shaun of the Dead is another one. So great. You know, so great. That one's really great. That one's really great. It's so much fun. I mean, you know, those guys, Edgar Wright, those guys are great. They, yeah, I, I will always love Shaun of the Dead. It's a great movie. So you have those zombie movies, and those zombies move fast. They do all these things, but there's also a lot of comic relief that goes on to it as, as well. With the sadness, these zombies are, because they're not technically undead zombies, mm-hmm. they get all the humanity that a person would have that is going through this rage virus situation. Mm-hmm. So, like, the reason I thought the train scene, like, at first when I saw that train scene, I kind of was worried because I was like, how the fuck are they going to keep that energy right through the movie? Because that was so much carnage in such confined space <laughs> that like you couldn't turn the camera anywhere without seeing somebody either getting eaten beheaded yep fucked or like because <laughs> that was the other thing that was wild about it is in the middle of like people getting their faces ripped off and their fucking arms broken there's people getting raped on the fucking bottom on the floor you That's know right yeah yeah and yeah <laughs> I want to I want to mention this. We talk about how much rape is in this movie and there is a lot. And yep. like without question there is a lot of it. But the way that it's handled it's going to be like a weird way to say it. Mm. But the way that it's handled is it's not filmed gratuitously. Right. Absolutely. I agree You know what I mean? Yep. Like they they'll put a, they'll put the camera over on the act happening for like anywhere from like one to five seconds just to let you know what kind of shit's happening exactly and then they move the camera back over to you know people getting their throat ripped out or something like that yeah yeah it's this really nice dance of like there's a stabbing there's a biting Ooh, a little raping back to biting back right to right someone's getting fallen on someone's getting hit by a car you know you know yeah it's they do they they do the dance right they don't they don't linger right so ever. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I thought was also interesting about it because that had to be a stylistic choice where it was like, where it's, you know, like zombie stuff, like beheading, eating, crushing a head, little rape on the side. All right, we're going right. to go ahead and back over to this, break an yep. arm, you know. And when you find out why, when you find out the reveal of what's happening to these people, the rapes make sense, which was even yep. crazier yep. to me because yep. the reveal was like, Okay, so now the sexual assault that's happening mm-hmm. is not just a thing that's done for shock value. Right. It makes a biological scientific sense based off of what's happening to these people, the mutation that's happening in their brain. Yep. Which was a super intelligent fucking way to do it. Absolutely. So it's motiv- yeah. They're motivating it. You're motivating all of these acts, all of this, all the chaos, all of that. And then also, you know, add on to that is when they have those little moments where they're crying. Right. But where they can't stop themselves. Right. It's, it's, it's like, I think there's two or three, there might be three different moments. I know, I know, uh, I, I hate to jump to the end, but as you know, no, where the, the boyfriend, Sorry. the boyfriend talking to the girlfriend saying these wild things to her, but he's crying the whole time. And it shows that he can't stop it. You know, and uh, yeah, I mean, you know, in these worlds, when when you create a world like this, it's like it's chaos. It's not you could be like you'd be an asshole and go. It's nonsense. And, you know, like I said, I'm not about the genre, but I was like, all right, that's this was handled. It's just handled so well. You're like, God damn it. That's 
this nigga needs to make so many movies. Seriously, I love no. I, I really such you know, that's why I dude, you're the first person as soon as I I had I was I think I was 10, 15 minutes. I was probably 15, 15 minutes in this movie. Like that is what you told me, actually. 15 minutes. You were yeah. like, dude, I'm 15 minutes. You have to see this. I yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? This is uh, I mean, you know, I, I want to shake that dude's hand like it's straight up. Yeah. I want to shake his hand and say thank you for making that. And I hope that you get so much more money to make so many more movies. Yeah, because if this is what you can do with crowdfunding, bro, what the fuck can you do with a budget? Yeah, you know what and, I mean, and also in a time I want to make a broader thing where it's like I feel like we're, we're living through uh, the covid bell curve, you know, yeah. of movies where it's like. Like, you know, a C, a, a, a C grade movie is getting a grade love, you know, sure. right now, you know, like all the, uh, you know, Nomadland, Power of the Dog, these fucking dry white bread fucking movies are just like, what the <laughs> fuck? When an Oscars, you're like, come on, bro, this shit would be, you know, crusty should... white movies in 2022. Yeah. No way. Oh, yeah, I know, <laughs> dude, it's tough, man. It's just like, you know, it's 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 uh, it's a lot. But like to see a movie like that get made. It's out, and I, I really, I hope you know. There's a few movies like that, like Red Rocket. It's not horror, but it's just like another little indie movie that just killed. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, um, with Simon Rex. Diamond Rex. Like I love that shit. I just, I love when these uh, a little movie can just do. It's like, dude, there's no big, there's no big movie. I, I can't, I can't think. I mean, okay, I love the new Spider-Man movie. That shit was epic, epic, crazy action, fun. right? You know, but I mean, you know, they're paying it was for a that, big it, popcorn fucking comic book movie. So and the thing is, it's well, there's a lot. There's I mean, listen, mo a lot of the new ones after that Infinity War, they they, they get pretty bad. Yeah. They, like they 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 hit their, you know, it goes from Iron Man to where Iron Man dies. And then it kind of falls apart. You know, I mean, that's it's like 11 movies, but whatever. Well, Anyways, Marvel, I Marvel fell into a problem where it was like, OK, we made all these Avengers movies and they were amazing. But now we have to make a movie individually for each Avenger. Mm -hmm. And some of those Avengers don't deserve a movie. No, and absolutely not. Then they did that. And it was just like, ah, fuck. All right. We're kind of backed into a corner here. But also the other thing about Marvel, as far as their movies go, they can just print money because yeah. you can put any fucking Avenger on a movie with Marvel's name on it. And it will sell out the weekend it comes out. I mean, yeah, that's it. I mean, that, that, you know, if, if you want, if you're an investor in films, you want return, you want ROI, bro. You invest. Uh, that's why there's so many Marvel, 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 Marvel. I mean, everyone's <laughs> ready to give them money. I mean, and actually speaking horror related, I cannot wait to see Doctor Strange, Sam Raimi direct. It looks so good. I mean, and the thing is, it looks like they're going to take a lot from what they did in the multiverse Spider-Man and they're going right. to bring it. And I like, you know, I read the thing where they're confirming. And I I mean, this is where I, I, people are going to be like, what the fuck? Um, I, I love Tom Cruise. That's my dude. I don't give a fuck. I have posters of that nigga in my house. I think he's amazing. <laughs> um, I'm so excited to hear that he's going to be, uh, a, you know, an, an alternate dimension fucking Iron Man for like 15 minutes. I'm like, it's hilarious. That, I'm, that, listen, that's why I'm going to see it on Friday. That's because. okay. So here's the thing with Marvel and with with Doctor Strange, especially. I've actually seen a couple of people's uh, reactions to the new movie. They saw advanced screenings. Mm -hmm. Everybody that I've heard said that it's leaning into horror. Great. Which is what it needs to do for the yep. dark multiverse. Yep. Because the dark multiverse is straight up horror. Right. And a Doctor Strange movie, you can make a passable, good, like quality PG 13 horror film. Yep. 
and make it work because it's you know it's a lot of cosmic shit and a lot of stuff like that mm-hmm. here's the problem we will completely go off course on this one for a second yeah the thing with superhero movies and especially with marvel i don't know what it is where they're gun shy about taking a movie that should be a rated r horror comic book film and making that movie because when they do it it works well they did very it with well Blade. It worked mm-hmm. well. Did it with Deadpool and Deadpool 2. Yep. Both worked fucking well. That's right. Did Logan. Logan was fantastic. Logan's one of the best movies ever made. Logan is incredible. <laughs> it's and... it's it's the best comic book movie ever made. And it's just amazing. I, I cried and I'm like, this movie should win a fucking Oscar. It's straight up. And that is what you should do with certain properties as a comic book movie. So, mm-hmm. like, obviously, you have stuff like The Punisher, but like, even with the Punisher movies, those were shit because not because they were rated R, but because they tried to do some weird thing with The Punisher and not make him who the fuck he is. Yeah, it's yeah, it's so weird. Like they've Dan, they, it's it makes it's he seems like the easiest character to pull off. Like for sure. Yeah, like I and but the thing is, they just don't. And I, I do believe that we're going through a time where we're missing what would be called cinematic courage. Like, right. you know, where it's like you, you, you know, you make a movie like you like you have it, you know, let's say it's a, a Star Wars movie and you go, all right, we're killing this character. This character blew up. I think it was Chewbacca. And it's yeah. like, OK, wow, that's gangster. You're going to fucking blow up Chewbacca. And then like, you know, 15 minutes later, he shows up. It's like. Yo, it's Chewbacca. He actually wasn't in the thing. It's like, wow, you weak dick motherfuckers. You exactly. Couldn't, you couldn't do it. And they, you can't. You, there's so much fear um, in, in hurting and, and pissing off people by killing. It's like, no, man, there has to be stakes. And you have to you have to be courageous sometimes and make moves and up the ante and kill some shit off and do something. Don't it? It seems like everything goes like, oh, this is going to be dangerous. And actually, yeah, that wasn't that bad. And you're like, why did no. I just watch this movie? Yeah, like give us a shock. And like that's so that's one of the things that works so well about Hereditary because Hereditary Ari Aster, by the way, is a fucking genius. What he did with Hereditary is he based the entire marketing of that movie around the little girl. Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you seen Hereditary? I listen. I tried. It's fine to, if you haven't. No, no, no. I've seen pieces of it. I it didn't grab me, but I will tell you this: I clapped, but I clapped in a room with one friend. Uh, actually, it was Nick Simmons. I think he tried to get Hilarious. me to watch it. Uh, so you know the fucking the the kid's head come, pops off in the car, bro. Right. I just I got up and cheered. Yeah, I was like, look at the balls on this fucking guy. So that's what I was. That's what I was going to say about Ari Aster, because what he fucking did is he based the entire marketing of that movie around that little girl. Yep. So 30 minutes into the movie, her fucking head gets taken off by a telephone pole and is laying on the side of the road covered (laughs) in ants. (laughs) And you still have an hour and a half of movie left. And you're like, what the fuck just happened? So now you have no idea what to expect for the rest of the movie. Right. And you're sucked in. Yeah. So when he did that, like that was such a genius yet ballsy move, because for sure, if that could have happened, if he pulled that off wrong, mm-hmm. then that would have been the end of that. Like the movie would have fucking tanked. People would have right. been pissed. Right. Blah, blah, blah. But the way that he pulled it off was so fucking brilliant because people just did not expect it. And I remember I saw that movie at Alamo Draft House. 
uh, in Brooklyn. I saw it there. They did a Q&A with Ari Aster, with a little girl, uh, Millie Shapiro, mm-hmm. and with, uh, with the brother, Alex Mack. Okay. So they did a Q&A with him afterwards. When that scene happened, when her head gets taken off, the whole place was deathly silent. <laughs> and you, could, you could see people's faces just jaw to their fucking dinner that they just ordered and then there was and there was one black dude in the back that just goes god damn that's right <laughs> and that's... everybody everybody loses it and starts clapping after that guy yes. said that yes yes um which by the way you should always have at least one black audience member in your movies that's at right least one because right. they will that's... always they will always make it a better experience I always I love seeing movies in theaters with a black audience. It's my favorite shit in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Some people very stereotypically get very racist about that. They're like, oh, mm-hmm. they talk too much or whatever. No, bitch, they make the movie fun. I mean, listen, you white know, people like, shut the fuck up there and just be white. Like, that's bro, what they do. They just they're boring. Listen, you go to a concert these days. It could be some dance shit. You will, especially like if it's dance shit. But if it's a mostly white crowd in front of the, the guys like playing their hearts out, the audience is just standing still watching them. You're like, how are people not dancing? Dude, I just went to see AHA. Fucking AHA. <laughs> Take on me, AHA. Bro, I'm dancing. Uh, you know, but it was like mostly just people just stand, people with the good seats standing up front, just standing still. You're just like, wow. But no, bro, the brothers. Listen, I I scream. I'll talk if I'm with someone because I, if you're watching it with someone, Leo, we're watching this together. Holy shit. You yeah. know, that's a that's a nice that's a nice thing. And if that, if you're that kind of person, like do not interrupt my viewing of the film, you're like, Oh, all right, well go watch that shit by yourself. You know, yeah, you should not be at a theater. Like there's always, it's going to have, there's going to be an energy in the theater, no matter what I have to tell a really quick side story to this, because this is a very funny thing. You know, the mm-hmm. movie Jojo rabbit. Of course. Okay. So fantastic movie. Uh, Taika mm-hmm. Waititi is Absolutely. amazing. He's the so best. watching that movie in the theater, there's a dude in the back, a uh, drunk white dude, or, no, he wasn't even a drunk white dude. He was actually a uh, drunk Italian dude. Um, there you go. And he was very hammered, and he would not shut the fuck up during the movie. And it was not um, cinema-enhancing noise. It was him being a drunk piece of shit. Uh... So people were getting pissed. And uh, finally, somebody gets up um, and goes and tells the usher, like, yo, this guy won't shut the fuck up. Can you come do something about it? So they come in. The guy is still not shutting the fuck up. So they go and they tell me he has to leave. He starts making a big old scene about it. Oh man. Starts getting real New Jersey Guido about it, you know? Right. Um, you can you can really hear it come out. So he's getting mad and he was like, Yeah, this is fucking racist. And then as soon as he said that, there was again black dude in the crowd mm-hmm. goes, Yo, how the fuck are you gonna call racism during a Nazi movie? Shut up and leave. That's awesome. Everybody fucking died laughing. Everybody that's, just starts laughing like that's a good moment. Yeah. So how the fuck are you going to claim racism during a Nazi <laughs> Shut the fuck up and leave. And everybody just said it was great. And then the rest of the movie was amazing. Uh, so the thing is about the sadness that I think what, what's so good about this movie is that it's like a two hour, almost a two hour long movie. Yeah, It does not feel like that at all. No, it because flies there's by. so much happening. And again, uh, you know, we spoil everything on this. So to talk about what the reveal is. So Mm -hmm. the woman from the beginning, Mm -hmm. she's made her way through this whole thing. She made her way through. It's like a fucking American Ninja Warrior course of carnage. That's right. (laughs) You know, she's (laughs) this poor baby. You're like, oh, my God. 
You're like, how is she not? I would just give up. Just be like, bite. Come on, just I'm done. Just dive, dive into a pile of zombies and say, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah, fuck it. Just, just let it happen. So rewinding really quick, back in the train scene, the girl that she was with, she was sitting next to, gets stabbed in the eye with an umbrella from the dude who is the main antagonist of the movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's how you're introduced to this guy. He looks like a disappointed Asian father during yes. like this entire train scene. He's just like these fucking kids these days. They're just making a mess. So he walks <laughs> over. As soon as he he gets the he gets the rage virus, he walks over to this uh to this big Asian girl and just fucking stabs her right in the eye. Right. And I was yeah. sure that she was gonna die pretty quick. Like I thought that that was just yeah. Like, you would think yeah. That's I thought that's where they were going with it, but instead. She gets tagged along with the girl from the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. and gets to go through this journey of hell along with her. And they get to the hospital, and that's when the hospital starts to go completely fucking crazy. And yep. it's like the train scene again, but this time it's in a hospital. Oh, yeah. And this time the other part of the virus, the mutation, kicks in. And like there's a lot of killing and stuff, but all of a sudden, out of nowhere, they just all decide to fuck. There is an there is a bloody zombie rage orgy, a literal orgy like, yeah, everybody is fucking. There's like 25, 30 people that are just all fucking in a pool of blood. (laughs) And I mean, as far as intelligent uh, horror characters go, her and the big Asian girl look at each other and go, well, all these people are fucking right now. Let's get out of here. So they're like, all right, they're they're distracted. Yeah. Um, they're distracted, so let's get the fuck out of here. So they go and they leave and they go around the corner. And once they go around the corner, that's when dude from the train sees them and starts, you know, his pursuit of them. Yep. And at one point, I think it's like a dumpy security guard gets in the way, and you know, that's right. like one of the only horror tropes where it was just like a, a dumpy fat security guard that's just like, oh my god, I can't walk. Blah, blah, he's blah. useless. Yeah, and he's yeah. got a, he gets to hear the eye rape. Right. And then holy shit, does his death scene uh pay off on that one too? Yeah, they re oh wow, he gets it kind of he he gets it almost the worst. I would say he gets it the worst because so yeah, he's the one that causes them to get stuck so that the antagonist dude comes over and sees the girl who he had stabbed with the umbrella, and he's like, Oh yeah, my dick goes there. and that that's where like that's where i messaged you i was like why is he skull fucking this girl like why did he why did he fuck her eye socket and because it's what the audience deserves honestly at that point there's not much more you could build up to as far as just a depraved scene but then when it happens first off it's one of those scenes that as it's happening you're like well this is fucking over the top this is extreme but once it happens you see why it happened and you mm-hmm. see what the payoff of that happening was. Mm-hmm. It turns her into one of the most fucked up zombies in the whole movie. Yep. Absolutely. She fucking saws that security guard up into shark chum with <laughs> a fucking bone saw. That's and what then- happens when you get rage semen to the straight to the brain. Listen, she, goes, she becomes the she becomes the real she's real psychotic. Yeah, she got the forbidden fellatio for sure. Like it just was <laughs> it was bad, bad. And then like that's that was du- what dude got for his troubles. She was like, oh, you're going to trip me up and make me get skull fucked. Well, mm. guess what? You're going to be a pile of zombie mush 
and zombie food. Yeah. So she she fucking does that, and then when this is happening, she also turns on the other girl, and that's where the other girl starts running down the hallway, and she gets uh she gets pulled off into the side. Ooh, that's right. Into like yeah. the into like the fucking medical room with the dude wearing the hazmat suit. Right. The hidden the off the hidden the hidden uh chemistry uh room. What is it? The side quest. The, yeah. the, the hidden lab, the hidden yeah, yeah. laboratory. And when he goes in there, that's where the reveal happens that this mutation is happening in the part of the brain that controls uh controls temperament and also controls um, pleasure, your pleasure sensors. Mm -hmm. Basically, it controls the things that make you horny and the things that make you angry. Yep. So impulse control, God. It really does. That's kind of what it does. So from a scientific biological aspect of it, that makes perfect sense, you know? Mm -hmm. So these people that are out here being affected by this mutation, the reason that like you go back into the movie and the reason that the sexual assaults are happening and the reason that the killing is happening in the way that it's happening is that it's taking that very specific part of the brain and mutating that and like turning it up to a thousand. Right. So now it goes back and it's like, okay, this all makes sense now. This is not just a like, oh, we're going to go ahead and make these zombies also just like to, you know, rape a lot. Like right. it's not, it actually has some meaning to the story of what's happening. Right. Um, and then also randomly there's a zombie abortion that's just in the garbage can. I feel like that was kind of like, we're Ugh. just going to go ahead and throw a zombortion in there just for fun. <laughs> yeah, that that was just like, wait, what? What's going on? Wait, oh, right. oh no. God damn it. And then it. the dude was just like, why'd you have to see the baby? Now I have to smother it. Like He just, he completely gave up any possible thought of like doing anything else. He was just like, well, now I got to kill this fucking baby. <laughs> with my hand, with my bare hands. And the thing is, it was already in the trash. I'm like, you I don't know. You, you already threw the baby away. Like you already did. You've already committed to what you're doing. Uh, yeah. And then he fucking went to choke it and the baby bit him and it turned him into a zombie. So it was like, ah, fuck you. Ha ha. You right. Know, like, yeah. <laughs> try to strangle this baby. You fucking bit your ass. Um, so then, yeah. Then the rest of the movie is pretty much just like the final wrap up of her and him. Coming hold on, together. Hold on. Hold on. We have to mention as an honorable mention. Um, when he's bringing her to the roof or where they're trying to escape. Yeah. Um, he gets his toes cut off. Right. Oh, fuck. Yeah, he does. He gets his toes cut off. Right. Now she's she can't get the virus. She can't get the virus. And that's why she's special. Right. She has an immunity to it, which we find out in the biology lab. Right. She's she's a bad. So like she can't even get it. But this obviously this guy can. Yeah. So they they cut the, the toes off and then another zombie vomits into his shoe, which then makes him ultra like sends him into <laughs> ultra zombie. Yeah. And him someone vomiting into your shoe when you just lost your toes to me. I was like, y'all nasty, and, but it's yeah. so good. It's right, so right. good. It's so good. You're like, it was the, the depravity fit like. Right. That was what was crazy about it, because I feel like in a movie like this, you could have easily done something that, quote unquote, went too far. Never. But it all of it fit like there was not one point during the movie where I was like, you shouldn't have done that part. You right. I mean, I mean? And, and that's and that's also because it's like if you place everything right and there's like a growth, you know, like it's the movie grows like it keeps getting 
more like it, it's like and it does it knows when to pull back and give you a breath because it would be too much right it does it it pulls back when it needs to and also throughout the movie it gives you other like just little tiny character development things that happen with individual you know infected people throughout the movie that just give you a little bit extra as you're going so yeah like that was proven to me during the scene when the guy tries to save one of the guys that's getting the shit beat out of him and tortured by the by the infected dudes right oh that's great at the fucking playground or like at the basketball hoops or whatever oh my god and like at first you think he's like trying to save this dude and he is he's trying to save him from getting tortured by these guys and he fucking fights him off or whatever Mm -hmm. and then the dude that's getting tortured looks up at him and goes why'd you stop him i was just about to get off yeah oh dude gross (laughs) and it was just another little character development thing and it's like oh no these okay so they're also fucking submissive zombies like they like getting dominated they like getting you know they like they're into nasty shit sexually too like right that's what it is if you become true it's like yeah no matter like you become so depraved where it's like you're down to be the 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 assailant or the victim either way it's like i just want to engage in terrible yeah that really is what it is too it's engaging in terrible is the perfect way to put it (laughs) that's exactly what it is the whole time um so throughout this whole movie like it just is an entire roller coaster of carnage the whole time and i think in the wrong hands that could have been a very boring movie yep given the fact that overstimulation a lot of times can just turn it into a shit show where it's just like all right i fucking i've been watching this for an hour like i'm exhausted i don't want to watch this anymore yeah but just the little layers of what they did throughout the movie where it's like they reveal things about the infected people and also about the people you know that are running from them little reveals that happen about every you know roughly 15 minutes or so you'll get like a new nugget of information that kind of revitalizes your interest in what's happening absolutely surrounding all the carnage you know absolutely absolutely the movie continuously engages you if it's a moment where maybe you could start to you know for you know okay you're overstimulated on violence we're going to give you information you're over stimulated on information we're going to give you a moment of tenderness or hope like it it continue like i mean it really is just you know, it's very self-aware, but I mean that in a good way, like self-aware, like filmmaking, where it's like, we're going to keep, we're going to, you are going to be stimulated, but not over. I mean, I did scream. I, I, I did scream in that, watching that movie. Like I was going, like I was on a roller coaster, like screaming and laughing. Sure, like, sure. Oh my God. Fucking Jesus Christ. Shit. Right. You right. Know? Um, I had a whole bunch of, oh shits. Like yeah. there was a couple of times, like definitely some, oh fuck, you know, like that type of thing as it's yeah. happening. Yeah. My poor roommates are like, are, like, are you coming over there? What's happening? Like, and then I told them about the movie. They're like, oh God, I hope you weren't coming. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's very, it's very self-aware filmmaking. And also it felt like he directed this movie as if he was watching this movie. Yeah. And saying, what would I want as an audience member when I'm putting all of this stuff out there? Yep. What do I need to not make myself focus on solely the carnage that's happening? Because that will exhaust you straight up. Yeah. Like when you see an ultra violent movie 
it just that will happen especially if it's a movie like this where it's a serious movie like there was the only comic relief in the movie was from a depravity standpoint Mm-hmm. yep you know Absolutely. like where the antagonist says that her eyeball juices were drying on his dick like that type of thing like that's mad shit wow. to talk but it's hilarious wow. it's uh, yeah the, the, the shit talking made me laugh there's a lot of shit talking homeboy's going after the fat girl um he's going after the main girl saying all kinds of filthy filthy things and i'm just like oh, just man. real bad dirty talk <laughs> yeah just the worst <laughs> remind me remind me of my drinking days anyway um yeah holy shit that's it's, a different conversation for a different podcast that's actually the truth that's the truth <laughs> uh, <laughs> so good i love this i love this movie man i love it I, I, I need to watch it again i don't know if i can i need to though i've already seen it twice oh uh, like wow I had, yeah i had to see it a second time because this is something that i do with a lot of movies especially a movie that catches me so off guard for in a good way Mm -hmm. I have to watch it a second time because the first time I'm watching it, it's with such fresh eyes that I have to like, there's stuff that I know I'll miss because I'm watching it in a way where I'm like in wonderment, you know? Right. So even as much attention as I'm paying, there's shit that I will miss. So when I watched it the second time I picked up on a bunch of stuff that I had missed, but it's all background stuff. Right. Or like stuff off to the side or little details here or there. The second watch was actually better than the first watch. That's great. <clears throat> because like I was expecting all the carnage for sure, but also rewatching the carnage because I knew it was happening. I could watch it from a critical like visual effects aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Cause I legitimately wanted to see like, okay, he had to have fucked up somewhere. Where did he right. fuck up? He didn't. There's not <laughs> one point in the movie where I'm like, oh, that was a shitty cut or like, oh, that was like, that was CGI or like that right. was, there was nothing. I have, and- listen, I will say this. I do have two moments that I, and they're the same problem and that happens twice. Okay. And it's so nitpicky. So it's like, here, let's, let's, I'm going to give it a, my only thing. And it's so negligible, but just to be, uh, no, that's fine. Yeah. Throw something, so something listen, out there. So when the neighbor, we did. We skipped over the neighbor. The neighbor, you see him and he's watering his plants and they're like, oh, yeah, this virus is crazy. Oh, yeah, ah, it's just the government, you know, trying to make money. La, 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 la. Right, right. You know, then this is the boyfriend. He gets back to the crib. He's seen a lot of wild shit. He fucking makes it home. And who keeps who, who creeps up on him? The neighbor jumps over the balcony, comes in about to get him. And uh, homeboy like ducks, dodges and he knocks him down. And then the neighbor starts talking and he starts monologuing and oh, he monologues yeah. and it's long. And then you're just like, Oh fuck. And the other person who does that is the medical guy, the medical guy monologues. The after biology he, guy, the, the guy biology the guy, the lab guy, he monologues where it's like, you definitely could have cut a minute out of this niggas talking just that one minute. True. It's really, and but, but that's it. That's the only thing. And the thing is though, it's, I, I get why they left it. The acting is good. It's not bad, but it's just, it's a little too much, but that's, it's such a minor fucking thing. It's so right. minor. This nigga killed and destroyed and devastated with this film. Yeah. It's so this is and the one thing I'll throw out here. Um, I'm a big horror fan. Obviously when with you, you're a more critical horror fan for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. When it comes to zombie movies, um, first off, this I think this is my favorite zombie movie of all time. Yep. 
Um, I, I don't see that being beaten anytime soon. Nope. Um, a couple other ones I'll throw out there just as quality zombie films. We already talked about zombie comedies like Zombieland and Shaun of the Dead. Right. Uh, Train to Busan. Ooh, I got to see that. Another Asian horror film, Train to Busan, is fucking great. I think you'll actually really like it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's on my watch list. I actually clicked it the other day because I was talking about the sadness, and they were like, did you see Train to Busan? And I was like, no. Yeah, so we'll watch that next. Train to Busan is great. And this is like another shout-out to Asian cinema. When it comes to horror especially, I mean, Asian cinema in general is pretty great, but when it comes to horror especially, man, the Asians all around japanese chinese taiwanese yeah fucking all of them they yep. know how korean korean horror is fucking wild in Ooh, the best way it's so good yeah. it's so good yeah that's once again you know i'm not about that job but i i had a like the ring and all that stuff during that moment where they were pumping them out right you know i was like this isn't my thing but i just the quality the quality was so high of of everything and it, it wasn't scary but it was just beautiful and it was like it made sense and and you know, it transcended culture. It transcended. It just was like some other thing. You're just like, holy shit, man. Yeah, the Kore- the Koreans they 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 were they saw they saw with China with the with the Chinese were doing the 80s and they're like, all right, we're gonna you know end of the 90s where it's ours now. We're taking it. You know, they became the leading uh, Asian filmmakers. I think you know I, Japanese. I agree with you 100. You know, they they really they just they they I think they just watched all the Chinese stuff and then they, you know maybe they probably saw some of like the Japanese like beat Takeshi stuff and they saw what he was doing and they're like, all right, let's do some let's do some horror brain fuck thriller shit, you know, and just really. And their movies are beautiful. They're just they're so well done. God damn. Yeah, they're beautiful films. And like when it comes to J horror, Japanese horror and Korean horror, those are the two like kind of I guess you would call them competing Asian horror markets. And both of them are fantastic. Like they both pump out just incredible films. So with this one, like I said, this I would definitely say is tops train to Busan, I would say is number two. Right. And then for me, it's the Dawn of the Dead remake because I love all the Romero movies for what they are. Right, but I I can't rewatch them because they bore me to tears now. It is so slow, bro. But the Dawn of the Dead remake, I mean, shit on Zack Snyder for any multitude of things. But the Dawn of the Dead remake is, for my money, probably one of the best horror remakes ever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what he did once again, what he did in that first fifteen minutes was brilliant. I will say it's it is a. I remember watching that movie when it came out. And I loved it that beginning. I watched that beginning probably 20 times. But then it was like Such I, you, a good get, beginning. You, you get to the you get to the mall and you're like, all right, now this just became kind of what the original was. Like right. you started all you you went somewhere totally fresh, new, unseen, like you made this yours. But then you're like, all right, we 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 blew a good bit of our budget on doing that. Right. Let's 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 slow it down and go back to the the, the old formula. Um, and, and it's, it's, that's a good movie. It's a good movie. And, and, but it's like after, I mean, seeing what they just did with the sadness movie. Oh my God. It's yeah. just, it's I, I, I mean, actually it's like that, the, 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 the that, that remake falls a little because of how good, you know what I'm For saying? Sure. The, you know what I'm saying? It pushes stuff down. Did you ever watch, I'm trying to think, was it Tetsuo the Iron Man? Oh yeah. That fucking, the, it's not just one movie. It's uh, it's a couple of movies. And those I only saw the, I saw on, I saw the first one on Laserdisc, and I remember being some like, I, I well, that like movie is wild. It's yeah, that one was a little like, I'm not scared, but I feel weird. 
Yeah, and well, it's because <laughs> that movie. So that's like one of these days you'll have to go down a little bit of a deep dive on that movie mm-hmm. because the whole making of that movie and the whole background of it, how they did what they did, is pretty fucking wild and inventive. Right. Um. Because obviously it's all practical effects. Then you know they're not fucking with CGI at that time. Nope. But the way that they did it was very cool. It was a mixture of like regular filming and stop motion. Right. And like it just it's very cool to see what they could do with cinema at that time for that type of a, a effects driven movie. It's mm-hmm. really fucking cool. Um, the thing I was going to say about Dawn of the Dead, the remake, um, the zombie birth. Jesus Christ. That's oh, still that yeah. is still one of the most fucked up scenes I have seen in a horror film. Yeah, that actually was pretty good. That I, yeah, I, yeah. that was gnarly. <laughs> now that you bring it up, I'm like, oh, I see it. I can still see it. You're yeah. like, oh, yeah, fuck. Eee. And that was also one, too, because when it started happening, like I saw it in the movie theater, when that scene started to happen, I was like, ah, there's no way they're going to show. Oh, they are showing all of it. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and this scene is going on longer than I ever would have expected it to. They are showing you every single nasty detail. Oh, wow. So that scene alone would have to put it in my yep. top three for the zombie movies. Um, so this is something I did not bring up to you before, so it's a little bit of a surprise. Um, and it will be something that will put you kind of on the spot. But at the end of these episodes, I like to do a thing called the meat grinder. Okay. And what that is, is take a movie, uh, recent-ish, and uh, shit all over it. Like, take a movie that you've seen recently that you fucking just straight up disliked. A movie that I disliked. You know what? And it doesn't even have to be a horror movie. Like, one that you just thought, like, that people liked that you were just like, what the fuck? Oh, I'm going to go with fuck Power of the Dog. Fuck that movie. (laughs) Fuck that dry... You, I mean, listen, it, fuck, I'm going to get in trouble. It's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually trying to get acting work these days. Um, dude, I, you know, this is from a filmmaker standpoint. That's from all right. Film, it's, it is a thing. Listen, it's a beautiful movie. And you have these you have these great actors in this real convoluted. Like, it's like it's weird because it's like it's like a gay sex thriller. But no one fucks. What Ooh. do you bro? It's like this. The whole the whole movie is building tension. It's like, yo, these niggas are going to fuck. Right. Are you all right? And this is the thing. It's not like I'm sitting around waiting for gay sex to happen. I'm straight. But I'm like, right. look, I want some I want somebody to win. Like, get right. at least get throw some on the screen. Some, but the thing is, they never fuck. The whole movie's about these niggas <laughs> fucking. They never <laughs> fuck. And it's just like, I don't know. It's like it's a kind of a letdown. Um, and then the way it ends, it's like the the eccentric gay dude poisons you know benedict cumberbatch so it's like he's smart and he outsmarted him and because he was mean to him dude this movie is totally like this movie shows that a lot of white people don't have struggles (laughs) you're like you're like wow that's very accurate you know you're, you're like damn man this is some real you're really digging, huh? You're really looking for a fucking conflict here. This is not it. There's a, it's, this is some real boring ass shit. I, you know, and that's the thing. I, I tie that movie directly with Nomadland. Yeah. You know, you and I have had conversations about Nomadland for sure. I fucking hate this movie so much because it's like, well, this is the thing. Look, the first 30 minutes, it's like, it's the dopest short film ever made. But then they were like, yo, let's just add 40 minutes of this bitch angry and driving. 
and now we have a feature and then it wins an Oscar. You're just like, what the fuck is going on? I should have, I actually should have shit on Promising Young Woman, but you know how I feel about that fucking terrible, terrible film. Listen, prom- I- you know, Promising Young Woman is so funny because I know that you hated the movie and I love the movie, but there's, mm-hmm. it's probably one of the most divisive movies that I have seen come out in a long time. Right. Like it seems to be very much like a love or hate. There's not too many people they are it very much seems like a love or hate i i love talking to you about movies when you said you like that movie i was like yo man what happened are you all right b i was like <laughs> i was concerned for your well-being i would just i just it's weird i think even the sound is bad in that movie like it was weird like because it's like you know you're doing you know the checkbox filmmaking she's just a white crazy white girl she's talking to the black trans and like they're talking in the coffee shop and it's like, why does it sound so dead? It's, it's a weird sound. And they're, they're there's nobody in the coffee shop at all. There's nobody in there. It's this. It sounds like they're on a set. The conversation is terrible. Like it's the it, you're like, I've never seen an uninteresting black trans. I would I've, I've just seen I've, I've seen this person be in other movies. It'd be awesome. I was like, everything is so not interesting. I don't know what it is. I hated that fucking movie. Um, it, the thing with Promising Young Woman is I think it was weird i walked into the movie thinking it was a horror film and there's a part of it that is but it's really not a horror film right it's a revenge movie Mm -hmm. but the revenge aspect of it is a little more grounded than what would be considered a traditional revenge movie right but i will admit that the first time i watched it i was kind of like huh all right and then i watched it a second time again like i usually do and right. then when I watched it the second time, there was so much shit that I missed the first time, and it made me like the movie ten times more. Interesting. Okay. And, and it was just because the filmmaker and the writer with this movie, what they did is they put so many things. I wouldn't even say it in the background. Right. They put so many things into the actual storyline of the main character that you have to pay attention to the stuff that she's saying, the stuff that she's doing. And also from the very, very beginning of the movie, there's something that's set in place that kind of carries throughout the rest of the movie. Mm. So again, I had to watch it twice. And when I watched it the second time, I liked it uh, so much more. Right. See, no, no, I remember you said that because you had asked me if I'd seen the end. And I listen, I, at the point that that movie came out, I was fucking this feminist chick, you know, and we watched it together and I was done. I eight minutes in. I was like, no, nah, fuck this movie. I'm out. <laughs> okay. But she was like, I was like, let's go to bed. You know, and she was like, no, 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 let's give it a chance. I think it was 33 minutes in. She was like, nah, I can't fuck with this movie. She right. Was like, she was like, as a feminist, I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is supposed to be a part of my agenda. But she's like, but this, this is, is not my shit. She's like, she's like, yeah, a feminist movie needs to be good. This ain't good. I was like, wow. I was like, all right, word. So we made sweet love. That, you know, um, listen, if there's any way to uh, if there's any way to shut that movie down, it's like, all right, we're going to go ahead and not watch this like uh, rape, mur- rape, murder, rom-com thing that's going on. <laughs> and uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to go ahead and do something that's way better. Um, <laughs> it's such a weird movie to be able to just be like, you know what? Let's just go fuck instead. Like, yeah, it's such right. A weird right. Movie to do that. From. That's yeah, that's true. Which is that, yeah. that says the power of sex. You know, when you want it, you want it. That it doesn't um, matter. You can watch the sadness and go go make sweet, tender love. Honestly, I have definitely had sex after really fucked up movies before. And then like that post nut clarity, you're like, why did that movie make me want to fuck? Like that's <laughs> weird. <laughs> you're like, yeah, there's something. There's definitely uh humanity is definitely a dark, fucked up place. You're like, oh, that uh 
I just watched a bunch of murders, a bunch of murders and some rapes. And me and this girl probably had the best uh, hookup that we've had in a while. I have literally had a time where I've been laying next to my girl and we're just watching straight up true crime, true crime murder porn. Yeah. And then like right in the middle of it, after like, you know, Ted Bundy fucks somebody's severed head. It's like, you want a blowjob? It's like, I would love a blowjob. Like, (laughs) there's no time. There's no time where I'm just going to be like, you know what? I don't think I want a blowjob right now. I cannot think of a scenario where I'm just like, no, that doesn't sound fun. No, no, it doesn't. No, No. I can't think of. uh, No, no. I like single time. Yeah. Yeah. No. (laughs) So uh, my meat grinder movie is real quick. It's the Texas Chainsaw Massacre sequel. Uh, wait, wait, which that's the not, new one. It's the not one Jessica that, Biel. No, no. It's the new, new one that just came out. Oh, I haven't seen. Tell me. Oh, OK. So it's supposed to be a direct sequel to the original. OK, OK. Which I'm totally fine with because if they're going to wash away the rest of the sequels uh, storyline wise, that's totally fine with me. <laughs> Whatever. So. This movie takes place in Texas, of course, but it was filmed in Bulgaria and okay. it was and it was filmed 100 percent on a fucking studio lot. And the ghost town that they're in looks like it was filmed on a studio lot. Oh, God. OK, if you especially as a filmmaker, Perry, if you saw this ghost town that they were in, mm-hmm you would lose your fucking mind. It would make you so angry as a filmmaker because it looks (laughs) so fucking fake. It it legitimately looks like they just drove onto a film lot and they were just like, you want to put some dirt on the ground for us? All right, cool. Texas. Like it just, it's so bad. Uh, 4.8, 4.8 on uh, IMDb. Just so you know, that's a real shit. That's a, just a, that's cat shit wrapped in dog shit. Dude, it's, it's bad. So the setting first off fucking blows. Okay. Second of all, old man Leatherface. Yeah. I have no problems with old man Leatherface as a concept. Okay. Mm -hmm. If it's going to be a direct sequel from the original in real time, the original, I think came out in 1974. Right. Okay, so we're looking at what, 50 years like we're talking 50 years on top of however old Leatherface was in that first movie. Right. He was a fucking adult. Okay, because niggas 87 years old. Right. We're talking geriatric Leatherface at this point. This is not just old man Leatherface. This is like in the convalescent home fucking on blood pressure medication ass Leatherface. (laughs) All right. (laughs) But what they did is they eliminated the family aspect of it. And now he's been in an orphanage the whole time. Okay. Mm. The family's gone. The family fucking, of course, is full of old people. So they're all dead. But they they made the storyline now being him in this orphanage for the, all these years in this ghost town. And it's a bunch of influencers, influencers that go to this ghost town. And what they're trying to do is buy this ghost town and monetize it and film like content and shit there okay and leatherface is like fuck no you're not not in my house and then he kills a bunch of teenagers now while they're streaming stuff that actually does happen at one point now i will say there's one scene in the movie that's great and it's the bus scene okay um he walks onto this party bus that they drove in on it's got like really crazy lights and full of a bunch of just really vapid cunt teenagers that you can't wait to die and he massacres every single one of them in just beautifully gory fashion. Like 
there's one point where there's one dude that's on Instagram live and shit, and there's people commenting on it as it's happening. They're like, that looks so fucking fake, bro, blah, 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 blah. And then you see the dude <laughs> get, get his head straight sawed in half. Like, it's <laughs> oh, it's kind of a dope scene. So that scene itself, awesome. It lasts about four minutes or so. Mm-hmm. The rest of the surrounding movie is complete dog shit. Now, there's one very specific part that was kind of like the nail in the coffin in the movie. In the beginning, or in the very first movie, the girl, Sally, that mm-hmm. was in the truck at the end of the first movie as it was driving away, and it had kind of like that iconic scene of her like laughing maniacally, but also with relief that mm-hmm. she has escaped this horror. She's been living on the property of Leatherface's family for all these years as a butcher and as a hunter, okay? Mm kind of an interesting thing it's like oh we're gonna do like the sarah connor thing like she's right. gonna come over and fuck leatherface up uh absolutely not she shows up in the movie for about five minutes leatherface literally puts a chainsaw through her entire stomach lifts her up does not kill her somehow that doesn't kill her even though she's got a full-ass chainsaw going through her and Amazing. then and then he actually throws her in the garbage <laughs> <laughs> I shit you not. He takes her and throws her in a pile of trash <laughs> and then just fucks off. Like he just walks away. So you have this big like redemption story that they actually kind of try to build up for a couple minutes. Right. Like that she comes over and she's about to like come face to face with Leatherface and she's going to fucking murder him. And nope. she loses. He throws her in the garbage. Like just as if to say, fuck this entire franchise. I'm throwing it in the trash. Um, and also the movie was so CGI heavy like it had some actually really cool practical effects scenes the the practical effects scenes that did happen were actually really dope so whoever did the makeup on it and the visual effects right from a practical standpoint awesome but it was like 75% CGI yeah like there was so much CGI and you can't do that with a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie yeah that's that's a thing you're like it's like it's like back when Michael Mann shot fucking uh, public enemies on video. It's like, how are you shooting a movie with Al Capone on video? It just looked bad. You're like, it, it, you know, if it's if it's it, it should be time relevance. You know, it's like, oh, OK, this is a 70s movie. This, you know, like like Ghostbusters Afterlife, I thought was really great at making a modern movie look like connected to the old movies. Did you see that? Yeah. Fucking yeah. love that movie. It was great. I, I thought it was so good. I cried watching that movie like a bitch, man. I was just like, oh my God, it's so good. It's I, got so a little, I got a little teary on that one too, for yeah. sure. Yeah, it was just really sweet. And I they they shot it right, they colored it right. They they used all the old sound cues from the first two and all that stuff. And yeah, I, you would you know, I don't understand where it's like Halloween and fucking, you know, this this Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's so weird, like what choices are made it's like i don't know it's like it seems like a basic story it seems like it's pretty you just gotta i don't know it's i feel like they always try to approach it in some new way it's always wrong like what's it is i don't understand it's like you know do what they did before but just amp up all the numbers really it's like just yeah easy you know it's like just make that turned up a little bit like that's it you know kind of all you have to do 
Yeah, you know, CGI blood is awful. It just doesn't work. It never works. That's why one of those, we, we talked before about the Punisher. I think it was the Ray Stevenson one when they had all that CGI blood. You're just like, head, you know, CGI blood headshots. You're just like. Right. And that like, could have been, yes, uh, the Punisher War Zone. It could have yeah. been such a fun movie. That if The attitude was right. He yeah. looked great. Yeah, Ray Stevenson um, looked fantastic as the Punisher. He looked, I mean, I loved him from fucking Rome. He was the fucking, like, he's the one, he's one of those guys where you're like, wow, what a, he should have had the craziest, best career. And, you know, it, it, it's like he could, he could have been. It didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, at least in the, the, that new, the new Punisher, they actually approached it pretty decently. You know, I like the series. Yeah. The, 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 the Netflix series was good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, but yeah, dude, I don't know. It's so weird. It's like I would, I think I just watched Halloween, the new Halloween, the one from 2018. Hollywood kill, Holly, Halloween kills. Okay. So Halloween kills is the second one in the, in the trilogy that's going to end all of it. Like the one that's going to wrap up the entire fucking series. You right. watch the one that's in the middle. Right. I didn't mind. Listen, and like I'm looking right now, 5.5 on IMDb. I think it's, I think it's a six. Um, that's about you what know, I put it as too. It's a a, and I wasn't, I wasn't mad. I saw it. I thought it was cool. I thought it was great to see fucking Jamie Lee Curtis doing her thing. Massive um, body count. Huge massive. Body yeah, count. dude. I mean, dude, it's great. They kill everybody. They kill. People everybody. actually got pissed off about that. And that was weird. They were like, and they were like, all he does is just kill people the whole time. I was like, dude, it's called Halloween kills. Are you dumb? What like, what fuck? did you? Yeah. What did you expect? <laughs> it's literally the title of the movie. You jackass. <laughs> yeah, man. And actually, I feel like I like this one better than the one before it. So, the, yeah, the one in 2018 which was the one that's like kind of was like that was the direct sequel to the original from you know 1970 whatever right that one was good for what it was and right. then halloween kills was the buffer between that one and halloween ends which is coming out this year and like for what it was like it was the middle of a trilogy essentially right like that was a good that was a good middle of a trilogy most middles of a trilogy sucks balls Yep. And that was actually pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, it's like, oh, you think, uh, you know, you get to the end of that and you're like, oh, shit, yeah, they got this nigga. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, you can't stop this, bro. You can't stop this dude, bro. You can't. Yeah. Stop and the way that Jamie Lee Curtis said what like Jamie Lee Curtis at the end of that movie said, he says that Michael Michael Myers is not just a man. Mm -hmm. He's evil incarnate. Right. So when she says it like that, it does give it like a lore, right? You know, that kind of is always hinted at with Michael Myers because he never is like supernatural. Like he's not like one of those things where, like, with, you know, Jason in Friday the 13th, where he starts like right. jumping bodies and shit like that. He's never right. been supernatural, but he's never been fully human in the sense that, no. like, you know, you shoot him five times and he still gets up and walks towards you. It's like he could be on PCP. I mean, maybe that's that's what it is. A tr yeah, <laughs> that PCP, bro. Those motherfuckers are great. Yeah, he might be on Angel Dust for like the whole movie. Like <laughs> every time he leaves the screen, he's just doing a new line of Angel Dust. Like these motherfuckers are stabbing me and everything. This is bullshit. <laughs> that's it, bro. Sewing himself up, running a line of PCP. Right. Um, so yeah, that middle, so the middle movie is just him going, Oh, you guys want to try to kill me? Well, I'm going to kill this whole fucking town. That's like, it. I'm going to murder everybody. And I think the only person, like in storyline wise, I think the only person that can truly kill Michael Myers is Laurie Strode. That's right. That's and that's right. what, yeah. And that's what Halloween ends 
ultimately is it's the final face-off between her and Michael and they tried to do that in some of the shitty sequels and it didn't work so this one I think they're approaching this one the right way right and I would not be surprised if she dies too I mean you gotta no I mean come on you gotta retire you gotta retire everybody I think she has to you have to you can't yeah it's it's you know that's hand and glove shit man if they die together it's just like you know there's going to be somebody in the theater that's just going to be like oh it's adorable (laughs) like there's going to be somebody some fucking white lady is just going to be like oh it's cute look they died together like they were meant to it is it's some fucking precious moments hallmark shit he got he got he he finally got the girl he wanted he did he finally got his final girl that's what he got oh (laughs) the whole time love ends halloween ends oh um that that would be the that would be the worst thing it's like oh actually he was my lover the whole time (laughs) that would be the worst um (laughs) this has been a fucking fun episode dude i'm uh very very happy that you were able to do the show and i'm really happy that we got to talk about the sadness because that movie i i think about that movie probably daily it's at least at least for a couple minutes where it's I'm like, so good. Yeah. who do I tell to see that movie? There's so many people that are like when that movie drops on May 12th, mm-hmm. I am going to tell everybody, everybody to watch that movie. Yeah, I want more people to like, you know, it, it, I was so happy that I was, you know, that we were able to talk about it pretty quickly. And then now we're talking about it now. But it's like that's a very shareable you know, and in a, in a time where you can't share things, you know, it's like it's too risque. It's too this, too that. It's like, yeah, look, if you like some cra- you like some crazy horror and some fun, like you just want to have f- amazing fun. Yeah. Watch this movie and then call me and talk to talk about it. You know, yeah. And this great. movie wears its depravity on its sleeve, which yep. is like that's the best thing to do. If you're going to make a movie like this, don't beat around the bush. Don't make it seem like it's something that it's not. Celebrate the fact that it is what it is, because if that is celebrated, and you walk into that movie knowing that you're walking into a movie that's going to be this crazy. Yep. It pays off so well. My friend Max said it. Cinematic courage. Max Kavanaugh said that. He's like, listen, that's what's been missing. This movie has enough cinematic courage to bring film back. It does. It you does, know? especially with the horror genre. You know, I mean, yeah. It's- the horror genre has been kind of castrated for a little <laughs> while you know oh absolutely it's where you know we're going we're in a weird flux we're in a weird flux time right now and we are and it's also it's so tough and because you know if you're as a filmmaker you're trying to make a movie you got to make a movie that people are going to want return on investment and you know horror is tough horror is a tough one it's hard to you know right now you can't even say bad words let alone you know right you know uh saw people in half and rape And uh, ra- rape their eye socket, right? They're, they're raping eye sockets and, and yeah. you know, mask, you know, 30 people dying in one scene. It's pretty crazy. But um, yeah, this movie shows how much fun the, the genre could be. And, and as someone who's always been kind of in and out of it, or I have just like my few picks, this this is this is what should represent horror, like modern horror, I think. Right. I think it's going to be an actual good transitional thing to see the change in mm-hmm. like in what you're allowed to put on screen yep because again uh you know like we've said this whole episode this movie is depraved it's fucked up it's crazy it's wild but it's so good it's so well made so fun and that's what it is like as much as the carnage that you see in front of you on the screen is occurring it is a fun watch 
And right. it's so perfect for a midnight movie showing. Mm-hmm. So I know you got your contacts with Night uh, with Nighthawk. I absolutely think that they should show this movie. Yeah. Um, you know, when it comes out for U.S. distribution. Mm-hmm. The... I mean, fuck, dude. I would even host like a horror night with that movie, like straight yeah. up. You know well, what I yeah. mean? Well, yeah, Nighthawk. They screened. Uh, they screened 180 seconds like a month or two ago. Nice. And uh, I got you know I know the woman over there now. So and my buddy also he was he actually set up the theater in Nighthawk, the main theater. Oh so, sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I'll see what's up. I'll see when when we can go watch that shit and eat some eat some 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 sweet potato French fries. Fuck yeah, that's actually a perfect transition, Perry. So where can people find you? Where they where can they see your stuff? See what you're doing with your photography and your filmmaking and all your stuff. Yeah, um, upcoming. Um, I am going. Uh, it's been a really good uh, going into the, the spring. I am going to be in two episodes of Netflix's show um, Manifest. Nice. Um, that's going to air in September. I'm going to be in two episodes of uh, the Wu Tang Saga on Hulu. That's going to be in September as well. Um, Very nice. I saw uh, some of that. that yeah, 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 yeah. I was in. Shit. I was in one this an episode last season. Um, mm-hmm. But if you want to find me, uh, go to uh, PerryStrong.com and you can see uh, all the short films that I make and my acting reel. And, you know, if you're on Instagram, hit me up PerryStrong.com or PerryStrongFilmPhoto. I I can post all kinds of crazy things and little videos and lots of photography. And yeah, that's it. You know, I'll tell you this. I'm also a photographer and Perry makes me want to be a better photographer. So for (laughs) sure, check out his shit because and that's not even just me being humble. That's just straight up. You are a very, very good photographer. Thank you, brother. Yeah. And people uh, should seek your stuff out more. And you got a fucking studio in your house. So like people need headshots, fucking hit them up, dude. Like the come through. Seriously, I'm not even fucking around. And Jonas, yeah, you got to you got to come through. Come over and I'll take your photo, motherfucker definitely i I'm, I'm looking forward to that too um so this has been a great episode man um yes. very happy to have you on people go Thank check you. out everything perry does uh check out the sadness on may 12th on shutter um also the another goddamn horror podcast patreon which is where these episodes are going to go after the fifth episode the first five you get them for free that's how we hook you and then after that you got to go behind a paywall so you can see these and get all the other cool swag and shit that we have over there and all the other cool benefits. Uh, but that's patreon.com slash AGHP 666. It's also our link tree. You'll find all of our stuff on there. Um, and we're really got some awesome stuff coming up over on the main show. Uh, and then on this one, the grindhouse, I've got a handful of people coming up, especially like these first five episodes are going to be really awesome for you. And then after that, we've got some really, really awesome people coming through filmmakers actors musicians from all over the genres so uh really looking forward to those um but really honestly this we're doing this for you guys so thank you guys for listening thank you guys for celebrating horror enjoying horror Mm -hmm. and just fucking film in general like now that we're actually able to see movies again like support it yes go out see them in theaters support the studios but support the independent filmmakers Absolutely. Really, like if you see people crowdfunding, you see people trying to make their dreams come true and make a movie, fucking do it. If you're into film, help them out because this is not this is a thankless, thankless endeavor, especially in the beginning until you start getting that fanfare. And also, you never know when you're going to help out with a movie like The Sadness. So, 
you know there's a lot of people that i know helped out with the crowdfunding on that they're that seeing it now they're just like oh, oh boy <laughs> i really helped out on a good one on this one so <laughs> you never know when it's going to happen you never know when you'll hit that lottery so uh thank you guys very much tune in uh next time we're going to start doing these probably about once every two weeks uh now that we got a couple of them out here so i will see you over in another two weeks over on our patreon page you guys are fantastic start some fires break some glass thank you so much whoop, whoop.